Anywho, uh, I guess I'll stop talking since you're done listening. I was, um. I was making <laughs> jokes, man. That's how I communicate. I'm what we call bad at uh, confiding in. <laughs> I'm what you're called, what you call Quit always on. I'm what you call Saul. Funny. Funny, topical. How are you doing? How was your week? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Work mm-hmm. is very busy. At it's Duncan become... or at? At Duncan. At Duncan. It's just like we started a new deal for blueberry filled donuts. And you would not believe how many people actually like those. And I've had four of them. I think that's all I need. Because it's not blueberry jelly. It's just blueberries. I know it sounds the weird. The way but... you said it, are they actually blueberries or berries that are blue? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's strawberries that have been dyed blue. <laughs> because of the way you said it was like, it's not like blueberry jelly. It's blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even more fucked up when you think of the fact that strawberries aren't even berries. They're an aphrodisiac. <laughs> Just for getting you ready for sex. No <laughs> other purpose. Don't you dare eat them. If you put the tip of the strawberry mm-hmm. on the tip of your penis. Mm-hmm. You core it out first. You will grow three sizes that day. Yeah. Um. No, but eh, it's fine. You know what? Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the podcast where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host, Wes, the guy who's good at teeing up a home run. Yep, the current score for this season, as we wrap up, is Wesley got a total of 52.25 out of a predicted 58. I'll be quizzed on my last, uh, I'll be scored on my last movie here. But right now, I have 38.25 out of a predicted 54. That's right, folks. This is his last movie on the show before mm-hmm. Ethan moves on. Mm-hmm. To another plane. <laughs> the great ones. You know, JetBlue. <laughs> Virgin Airlines. Gotta love some Richard Branson. I saw this commercial for Virgin Resorts the other day. Anyone go ahead and look this up. Don't just watch this commercial. Um, And it's a bunch of kids singing this very dour death march about how they're being left alone while their parents go on like a vacation without them. (laughs) Uh, But I did watch uh, If Beale Street Could Talk today. I did not, as per usual, I did not watch it the way that you should watch a movie, which is all in one sitting. Um, 
this movie of all movies you broke up? I had Did no you... choice. I had no choice. I didn't have time all week long. And then Kira's mom came to visit this weekend. And so yeah. we were doing stuff with her. And then I started the movie with her here this morning. And then with we her went mom? Out. Yeah. So her mom watched the first half of this movie. Her mom had been meaning to watch this movie too. Um, But then uh, we went out to lunch, which was supposed to be this big excursion. But then... Uh, Did you just go to Duncan? Yeah, we went to Duncan. It's I get a discount. So you did, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, we went to lunch, and then I got back, and I was like, "Oh, I have to finish it here." I did watch a part of it in the car. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you right now, not the scene that I should have watched in the car. Oh, let me guess which one it was. Was it the sex scene? No. Was it the confrontation? No, it was the very tense, um, Tish goes to visit Fani in prison, and he's like, you don't know what they're doing to me in oh, here! yeah, uh-huh. I would say that there's not really any part of this movie I would recommend watching in a car. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're sitting in the back seat with one of those DVD players that flips down from the top of your rich family's SUV... You know, every family should be going on a on a road trip and putting this on for the, <laughs> the kids in the backseat. Rich family with the huge ass television set in the Tesla that you've already jailbroken so that you can play movies on it while you're driving. The mother highly from the, recommend throwing the it mother on. from the blind side would put this on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd like, yes, I am doing well. <laughs> Um, oh man, I so I did have, have you seen I did the Blind up, Side? Maybe I, uh, <laughs> I, I watched the Blind Side in school. How fucked up is that? Not as fucked up as uh, my mom taking me to see it in theaters because she thought it was a very important movie for me to see. <laughs> you too could adopt a black person. <laughs> He was like borderline kidnapped, right? It feels like he was kidnapped. Yeah, it wasn't legal. Hey, son. <laughs> Sorry, that's the black child I kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. All laughs> right. that, that stay? Yeah, that'll stay in. <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving you an out. Um, it was Jiggy, my cat. Um, so I'll go over the uh, quiz results. Mm-hmm. So, Ethan, open-ended questions. You got a half a point. You walked away with almost no points out of open-ended questions. That makes sense. Uh, I did get most of it wrong. I, did, I didn't give you anything for what I knew about the movie because I, I don't know. <laughs> Frankly, slightly racist of me to have said that it was about civil rights. In a way, it touches on it because, unfortunately, living in the United States of America, being black is, quote unquote, a social statement, which is unfortunate. And I want to make that very clear. Yeah. And to also be clear, I gave you half a point for your response just for saying very good. And you know what? <laughs> I finished it. I would agree with past me. It is very good. 
I, I wish I had known that Barry Jenkins directed it because, damn, that he he's a very good director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very talented. Um, Do you know now who wrote the book this movie is based on? No, I don't know who wrote that book. I didn't see in the credits. Was it also Barry Jenkins? No. You said it was a woman. You know, look it up. No, I, no, I never said that. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Who wrote if Beale? Starts with a J, ends with the uh, last name starts with a B. Josh Gad. Josh Bad. <laughs> oh Isn't yeah, that James just Baldwin. Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh Bad is actually good. Uh, it's James Baldwin. Yeah. Which. Makes sense. It just makes sense. Yep. I have not read a lot of James Baldwin, but I did watch his documentary two two years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, I read some of his shorter pieces in my creative writing classes. That's all to say. I got I got nothing uh, to add. Look, <laughs> look, man. <laughs> To open the open the door for a full discussion on James Baldwin would take too long, and would uh, show the fact that I do not know that much. Um, the crime Fanny was accused of committing, you said murder. No, it's rape, uh, sexual assault, and yeah. and or rape. And uh, the actress from this movie that's been in other movies this season directed one of the movies that we watched this season too mm-hmm. it's regina king yeah. love her yeah. she was so good in this movie yeah she was i mean everyone in this movie is very good yeah there was no weak link. i feel like even he was serviceable he did what he was supposed to do and that's fine mm-hmm. my only complaint and this is the tiniest nitpick is I wish that the woman who played Tish, that her delivery was a little bit more consistent. Because all of her nonverbal actions were perfect. Like all of her subtle emotions on her face or every like little shift that she would do were so good. But her, her delivery of some lines left me lacking. But that's the tiniest nitpick ever. Hmm. I don't agree. Multiple choice... Uh, you got zero points here. Uh, that checks out, but why? You said Fani gives Tish's mom a bookcase? No, it's a sculpture. Uh, you said... It's heavy. That... I get it. Fani's father was confused about Tish's pregnancy. Frank is... He's pumped, I think. Frank's yeah, having a ecstatic. good time. Yeah. Frank's <laughs> it's awesome. like we're going out drinking. Frank's cool. Uh, you said that Fani's mother was ecstatic about the news. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Could not have taken it worse. <laughs> and you said that Fani's sisters, uh, for extra They're the credit, same as the mom. Yeah. <laughs> you said that they'd be confused. I don't think that they have any true will of their own. So, in a way, they may have been confused until they took their mother's lead. Eh, not taking her. 
Where does Tish get her job? It's that jewelry counter. Perfume. Oh, man. Can we talk about mm-hmm. that scene? What a great, uh, awful scene. We can talk scene. about it in... Did we talk about it again? No. I don't, I, think, I don't think you mentioned it anywhere else. No. There was a potential question I was thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. Whew. That scene was shot so eerily in just the perfect mm-hmm. way. The way that white man just lifts up her hand without her permission, it's just, ugh, I, I felt so gross after it. Yeah, it just grabs it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's so much visual storytelling in this movie. I really appreciate it. Like, It's not like the dialogue is bad by any means, but so much of the story is allowed to be told just through visuals and like emotives emote like the changes in subtle expressions on people's faces it's ah it's great Mm -hmm. brian tyree henry i want to shout out his very short scene in particular he runs a gambit of different (laughs) like (laughs) storytelling motions in what he's on screen for maybe 10 minutes yeah he also said that Victoria Fani's accuser fled to Sicily. Mm. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. As soon as Mama makes physical contact with Victoria, I was like, oh, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that scene in particular is like the most complicated. And because it's the narrative is. A bit victim blamey. It is a little bit, it, but I feel like the nuance is there in in some regards. If you're looking for it, I feel like. But yeah, I if think you're if not, you're not. I think the the story very much makes you believe that she's making it up or that she was she had undue influence on her. Yeah. Well, my my thing is. If anyone is to blame, it's the police. No, that's that's, that's what I I interpreted it. As. I agree. I'm just saying that there's there's no scene where we see the police officer get confronted or in any way. Yeah, so I agree. All we see is the victim get confronted. They mm-hmm. go out of their way to confront the very victim. quite far out of their way. <laughs> It's like the lawyer, and the lawyer, to me, felt like a fresh-faced lawyer. Like, he didn't really know what he was doing. What's his name? Hayward. And so, like, he wouldn't have thought to confront the police officer or would have just given up right away. Sure. I don't know. Um, But anyway, that scene is powerful and painful. Yes. Also, Pedro Pascal's in this movie? (laughs) Very limited role. (laughs) There's so many people in this movie. (laughs) Like, like no size role, yeah. When he showed up, Kira and I both went, what? (laughs) (laughs) The Mandalorian? (laughs) The the Mandalorian's here? (laughs) And Diego Luna's here? And Boba? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm surprised Jabba didn't show up. Mm. Not the time for jokes. Oh, you're right. When he melted out in the pool. (laughs) Baby Jabba. Uh, True or false? This is where you started making up some ground. You got four points. Mm -hmm. The ones you got true, Fani and his arresting officer have a history. So brief their Mm -hmm. history together, but that guy sucks. Right. I appreciate about this movie how it's non-linear. It does a really good job. And I'm guessing Mm -hmm. that comes from that book narrative too. But yeah. It it does a great job breaking up the emotional beats of it too, because if this was told chronologically, it would just be the most dour fucking (laughs) (laughs) bad time. Uh, you also guessed correctly that Daniel Fani's friend was convicted of, of marijuana possession. You said it was false. Uh, he stealing was, a car? Yeah, he was convicted of Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know how to drive? Yeah. He did have marijuana, but the mm-hmm. the the prison time for that was higher for... Which, wild. Um, Although considering that marijuana charges are probably based in race, that makes sense that it's... Probably, but no one knows for sure. (laughs) I don't think anyone could really check the records and find that to be true. So I'm just going to go off my hunch. Okay, so we have... Tish and Fani's potential landlord wants to rent two young couples in love, no matter their skin color. You said true. Oh, yeah. That is true. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Dave Franco seems too young to be a landlord. It seems like he was just starting out. I mean, this was his, like, it was a property that he was completely renovating from That's true. Nothing. That (laughs) makes sense. Was that, was the building that they were living in, like, when we saw them in those flashbacks, that building? No, I don't think so. Okay. Like, they were they were planning on moving there, but obviously things got in the way. Right. I think the, the basement apartment that we see for most of the movie is the one that Fani was living in. Ah, uh, okay. And then she stayed there with him and then they were looking for a bigger apartment for themselves yeah for their family 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 uh you got wrong tisha's dad wants his daughter to get an abortion you said that was true tisha's family is so beautifully supportive of whatever she wants to do Mm -hmm. he just floats the idea to see if that's something she's thought about Mm mm-hmm He's like, hey, just want to say, is this what you want to do? She goes, no. And he's like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that it's his choice anyway. Tish flies after and confronts Victoria. We already said that this was the mom. You said mm-hmm. false. So, yeah, you, that's true. You got it right. <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious to pick your brain on this part because I was confused by th- what what the scene meant. What do you think the scene where Regina King puts on the wig 
puts on the lipstick and then takes the wig off. What do you think that meant? Yeah, I was searching for some deeper meaning, but I'm not sure if it there was any more than just like her realizing and having it sink in like, what am I doing? Yeah, that makes sense. It the, Something about the way it was shot just felt so deeply sinister. Like was something awful and melodramatic was about to be revealed. Almost one hour photo-esque. Yeah, and I was like, I... I don't think I'm ready for this movie to take a turn like that. <laughs> no, it just seemed like she was tired. Yeah. To me. Uh, Fani ends up taking a plea deal. You said false. But mm. that is false. It's true. Devastating. <laughs> when, <laughs> when that's revealed. All right. And... Then we move on to the scream grab question. Oh, buddy, if you didn't give me all of the points for this, I am going to jump through this computer screen and strangle you. Well, my neck is safe. Uh, <laughs> you got the four points. Hey! You got it completely right. This is a scene with a flashback where we're just seeing them growing up with one another and that they've always had this connection, a bond. And it, they were simpler and more innocent times. Yes. Oh, man. And I remember saying that the the color direction in that shot was impeccable. The color work through this whole movie is just so beautiful. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a beautifully made film. I personally don't know how it didn't win Best anything. Picture. <laughs> yeah, anything. Well, obviously, it had to lose Best Director to La La Land. <laughs> right. It, it, La La Land's left a, an imprint <laughs> on our culture. Wait, no. La La Land, that was the same year as Moonlight, right? Let's yeah, see. it was. This came out in 2018. So let's look at the 2018 Oscars. 2018. No, that was before I left for Japan. Okay, let's see who won. Oh, this was the year of uh, Green Book. Oh, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) And this was the move. This was the year that Black Klansman had a lot of nominations too. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Ah. In a year where this movie and Black Klansman came out. Right. And we gave it to Green Book. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I remember at the time thinking, surely Black Klansman is like better than Green Book. And it is. Now now that I've seen Black Klansman. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. Have you seen Green Book? Fuck no. Why would I waste well, my time? Well, it, it made it seem like you would see it. Um, Green Book definitely seems like a movie I might have watched in like 2015. This seems like a movie that I would have seen in school. Yeah, it feels like a school movie. Like the only like Driving Miss Daisy. Is yeah, kind of like a school movie. 
As long as the white people aren't portrayed as bad or right. that only some white people are very clearly bad. Right. That's the kind of palette of a suburban <laughs> school Midwest teacher showing a movie. Can you imagine going to class, though, and they throw on fucking Black Klansman or <laughs> Beale Street Can Talk? Yeah, I don't... I remember it was controversial that we had a Spanish teacher who showed us Pan's Labyrinth every year. That's weird, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's weird. Wait a minute. I think I had a science teacher that was going to show us Pan's Labyrinth or something. That's weirder. I can understand (laughs) Pan's Labyrinth being, uh, I mean, it's it's Spanish. (laughs) And it's about, you know, the Spanish Civil War. When I was in fifth grade, there was some PG-13 or R-rated movie that I had to get a permission slip signed for. And I didn't get it signed. I didn't show it to my parents because I was afraid to watch it. I wish for the sake of this podcast I I could remember what it was. (laughs) Hmm. Well, let's move on to the bonus questions. All right. This first one I think is going to be a doozy for you. Okay, especially because I watched it in two parts, some of which in a car. I think if you had watched this all in one sitting as this movie was intended, I think you would still struggle with this. (laughs) Ethan, what decade is this set during? 1970s. Wow. Where did you get that? Um, I actually, honestly, beneficial that I watched this in two sittings because... It's in the summary before you watch the movie. (laughs) So you... It's in the tagline for the movie. It says, in 1970s Harlem, Tish and Fani something, something, something. You fucking snake. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving you half a point. Fuck you, I got it. Half a point. Where do they say it in the movie? No, you, you can... If you're like me, you can tell by watching <laughs> the decade this movie set it by the clothing and the uh, honestly <laughs> the eat shit. Uh, okay, which Star Wars movie character did a certain actor in this movie appear in? A Solo, B Rogue One. C, Rise of Skywalker, or D, The Last Jedi? Um, oh, I'm shit, not talking not... about Pedro Pascal, because that's Mandalorian. Yeah, you're talking about Diego Luna appearing in Rogue One. Yes, that is correct. You get the full point on that one. He looks... I, I Kira said that he looks the same in Rogue One as he does in this movie. Yeah. I feel like he looks more like kind of kind of gangly and younger in this movie. No, I think you need to rewatch Rogue One. He is... It's <laughs> the exact same. He his beard to the extent of his his stubble. I think honestly, it's just the way that his hair is styled like this, and it's kind of like patchy. I think it. I think he looks exactly the same. All right, all right, everyone. Wes is giving me explicit permission to go rewatch Rogue One. Hey, I won't as long do as it's it. Star Wars. <laughs> he just wants me to watch Star Wars. Uh, we are are you gonna watch the Ewan McGregor? Of course I am. <laughs> I'm gonna watch every Star Wars content that is put out. 
I sat through all of Book of Boba. I've watched all the Mandalorian. I've seen every movie, including Star Wars The Clone Wars animated movie. I thought you gave up on The Bad Batch. I did, and then I went back and watched all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen all of Star Wars. For better, but mostly for worse. (laughs) What do you think that... How do you think that's damaged your psyche? Well... About once a week, I dream about it. Uh, <laughs> That's true or not false? Good. <laughs> true or false? Uh, true or false? Tish gives birth to Fani with her mom. Um. Yeah, that's true. In the bathtub. Yep. All right, Ethan. So, would you rewatch this movie? Oh, man. This season has been so difficult to say yes to most of those. Right. Because either it was the one that was really bad, (laughs) or the movie is so painful (laughs) that it is hard to watch again. Um, This one, I might watch once more not soon (laughs) um because it's a very good movie it is not only an impeccable script the direction of this movie elevates it from being like what could have otherwise been just a movie about suffering Mm -hmm. to really just a, a great holistic story about these characters it it grounds them and makes them feel very real um, I feel like it took this being one of the newer movies that we've covered. Now a lot of them are pretty new. <laughs> um, yeah, but most of them. No, not most. Well, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, <laughs> five of them came of out them within came the out. last ten years. <laughs> and I would say four of them came out within the last two. Yeah. No, four um, within the last four. Because Black has been One Night in Miami, Beale Street, and Dolomite all came out within the past four years. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it feels like an elevation. They, came out, they wouldn't have come out in the last two years. They wouldn't have come out in Biden's America. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. It's all fixed. <laughs> I think if if the audience can learn anything from this episode of the show, it's that racism is solved again. Yeah. We elected a white president. We did it, gang. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? But it feels like it is the culmination of a lot of these types of difficult storytelling. Because it... it 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 mashes together the real life implications with the imagined life of the characters in the story in a way that's grounded and believable and in in a way that is painfully beautiful to watch like it's it's a good looking movie right right i don't think i've seen it twice now I don't foresee another time <laughs> in my life that I will see this movie unless 
someone I'm close to is like, hey, I want to see this movie. Will you watch it with me? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't foresee myself watching this movie again. It's a hard watch. (laughs) And I think it's, I think what we're learning from this season, and you know, we're always big on learning things each season. (laughs) (laughs) We learn lessons every season. During the recap this episode, we're going to talk about what we learned in every season. <laughs> Just so we can say that this is a, a, a educational, yeah, an educational <laughs> So that um, you can play it at school for your students. <laughs> last day. <laughs> and so that I can petition to have it be an exhibit in the museum. <laughs> right. I think... My major takeaway from this season is that there's a lot of movies that can be really great (laughs) and wonderful that you don't have to see more than once or twice. Mm -hmm. Most of the most of you know the 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 part of our podcast where we watch trash. (laughs) The the question's more made for that, where it's like, is this any semblance of worthy of your time (laughs) again in the future all of these movies are worth my time in the future it's just a matter of do i want to the reason the reason that we watch a lot of the movies on this show that are garbage is because we've seen them before in fact they're so bad we've seen them multiple times (laughs) because they're enjoyable in how bad they are these ones are so good that watching them again feels like it takes something away from them. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. Also, so during I, this whole season, uh, we both watched Judas and the Black Messiah, right? Um, it came out last year. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Keith Stanfield. I don't think so. You haven't seen it? Oh, fuck, I should have done that. <laughs> Yeah. You haven't seen it? <laughs> no. Well, fuck, I should have done that. Um, Go check it out in your own time, though, because <laughs> I don't want to cover it. Uh, That movie is so much one of these, like, very good, I never want to watch it again. <laughs> right. Where I couldn't even bring myself to make a quiz about that movie because it felt wrong. <laughs> sure. Oh, God. I just realized I got to watch Dr. Strange Loves coming out. <laughs> you can swap it out, dude. No, we're going to... And Citizen Kane. <laughs> uh, that one you're not allowed to swap out. I do want to watch that one. Fine. Strange Love? I The only reason that I want to watch Strange Love, Daniel, if you're listening, uh, it's to spite you and tell you how much I don't like it. Daniel Brandy's Boyfriend? No, not Daniel Brandy's boyfriend. Wow, I know too many people named Daniel. Hey, if your name's Daniel and you're listening to this show, change that shit. <laughs> um, no, it's one of my roommates from college. Oh. The one that made me watch Blade Runner at 11 p.m. The uh, really skinny, dorky looking one? Again, both <laughs> of them looked like that. <laughs> Blonde in the School of Music? But, but No, not that one. Oh. The one who was studying linguistics. Uh, okay. I don't think you ever met him. No. Um, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, 
I think we've already answered that this <laughs> did Kira say um? <laughs> it would be really funny if she did but no <laughs> the I think we already answered the the question no this movie's this not is... better than most of the ones that we've covered <laughs> in the past it's complicated not sure Ethan you got a score of 11 that's so pretty good us... for me honestly yeah that means you got three quizzes this season of 11. <laughs> That's These are some of your best quiz results you've had in a long time. <laughs> so what you're saying is generally for me to perform better, we need to just do better movies. Yeah. Although I, I'm, I'm talking myself big. Wes did score 12 or above three times this season. (laughs) Beating out all of my best scores. I wasn't going to brag. I was going to wait for you to. um, For me. Like the dog you are. (laughs) Howling my praises. He's so good. (laughs) So this puts us in the tricky situation with our prize. Uh, I don't think it does. I'm fr- I think it's pretty well, clear which how, one of us won here. Are we? Well, my my point is, are we delivering it based on the who wins prices right? Well, no. We're doing well, it based on who wins prices right rules. Are we doing it based on prices right rules? We always do it based on prices right rules. Because if that's the case, then I'm buying for you because you're closer. You're you're close. You're four point seven five, and I'm five point seven five. Yes. So I you're won. closer. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I won. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I just This is the I first time you've not you. fought me. So this is the first time you haven't <laughs> fought me. It feels weird for this to be a one-sided argument. Well, no, I, my point was just that I won in terms of I got the higher score. I got 52.25 and mm-hmm. you got 49.25, but you mm-hmm. got closer to your prediction. Right. I'm getting better at knowing how average my score is going to be. <laughs> and to also be fair, we got this is like the closest we've both came to like matching each other's score and getting as close <laughs> to the prediction. Honestly, the show is getting better. If you have struggled, if you, the listener, have struggled recommending the show to your friends, Wes and I are feeling good now. You can tell them to start here. <laughs> tell them we're actually getting kind of good at our show. We're getting, <laughs> it's only taken two and a half years. I think we're figuring shit out. Kind of like late night TV hosts need like two years of grace period to f- figure out how to do their thing. And what's their excuse? They're performing every day. <laughs> we only do this once a week. This is kind of like a job, though. Like we do have to watch a lot of movies. I'm not here to complain about doing a podcast, but I am. This is tough. <laughs> this is the hardest can... thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I have calluses on my hands. And folks, he's in a master's program. A really easy one. <laughs> oh, all right. So Wes is going to go ahead and mail me the prize that you, the audience, selected. A pack of M&M's. <laughs> all right. And I, I'll, I'll be here right to now. eat it on the next episode. Um, but we're going to take a short break. And... Uh, we're going to review the season, so please join us. And if you don't, you're going to have some top quality jokes that we're going to make to start a next episode.
All of our jokes are always so good. Ugh. You know what's weird? Uh, even though Eminem's won, I kind of found myself wishing that the audience had selected Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Why? You wanted Chef Boyardee mac and cheese. I was like, what if this Chef Boyardee mac and cheese is all right? <laughs> it wasn't going to be. <laughs> Out of all the prizes on the list, M&M's is probably the best one that the audience could have chosen. Yes, they were kind to us. <laughs> it was almost not. Had I not asked those two people in my D&D group to vote. <laughs> I don't know how we would have. We would have flipped a coin and let God be the final decider. I'm George W. Bush. George W. Bush openly admitted that invading Iraq was a war crime earlier this week. All right. Your M&Ms have been ordered. Yay. You're you're good to get them on Wednesday. Yay. (laughs) Hopefully they don't melt in the mail. (laughs) Melts in the mail, not in your mouth. Uh, hey, you know what we should do? Sync. Mm. <laughs> Three, two, one. Ain't no love in my man. Do up, do up. Oh, ain't no. <laughs> Wasn't there a time when we were doing this show? We were like, "What if we <laughs> turned our theme song into sad? <laughs> yes. No love in my man. Acoustic cover." <laughs> <laughs> Next season, hopefully, I will have the audio processing ability to create that. <laughs> if I have any audio producer friends listening, if you want to make that for me, I will pay you a maximum of $50. Which I realize is not a lot of money for the amount of work that is. And I'll offer you $50 too and then wait well over a year to pay you. Just like this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But you'll get me next time, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I'll hey, offer did you, you my, my Paramount. Talk- <laughs> did you know that If Beale Street Could Talk cost me $6 to rent instead of the normal three? Weird. I, I think it cost me that's normal amount. Where did you Weird. rent it? I think the problem is that I rented it on Amazon. Oh, I always rent my movies on YouTube. Mm, that would have probably been easier. I probably could have rented it through Google as well for cheaper because I saw it there. But on yeah. our Google now, it only has their movie rentals through YouTube. Amazing. YouTube. Oh, that makes sense. Ain't no loving my man. Do up. Do up. Oh. And we're back. <laughs> we're here to talk about the season. Good luck getting that in sync. Being better. (laughs) I've done it before. Now, getting it uh, in key, (laughs) never. I was up here. (laughs) And I'm down here. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, should we sing? (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the movies that we did. Or should we first go through all of the lessons of all the prior seasons? <laughs> I hope to God that was a joke. I cannot pull out a 
what lesson can be learned from the Batman movies? <laughs> um, sometimes you can't do it all on your own. Is that the lesson we learned? <laughs> it's, the, it's the it's the lessons of the ones that I did. What's the lesson from Venom? Let there be carnage. Um, <laughs> Louis C.K. loves Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That we both reached the same conclusion. Sitting in the movie theater, we both rabidly write down the note, Louis C.K. loves Facebook. Oh, man. Don't you hate it when you arrive at the exact same joke (laughs) as someone else? No, because that means it's relatable. The fucked up thing is coming to a joke that people look at you and go, what? We got Rigoletto in on Louis C.K. loves Facebook. He understood it. He did, but I don't think he. I don't think he saw Venom. Let there be carnage. We did enough. We <laughs> did the legwork so that our audience didn't have to. Okay, whatever. All right. So I guess what movie out of our bunch is going to stick with you the most, or has stuck with you the most so far? For negative reasons, how Stella got her groove back. <laughs> I think we can both agree on that. Let's just move on from it. Like, I think about that movie all the time now. <laughs> Unfor- like, I've seen Regina King in so much shit, but as soon as she popped up in this movie, I was like, oh, she. I remember her from How Stella Got Her Grew Back. I was watching The Boondocks three days ago. <laughs> I just watched the first episode of The Boondocks this week, last week. It's fun. But I can only watch it on my own because Takara hates the animation. It is a little jarring. I I don't love how it looks all the time. She's very, she has a very particular taste with animation, what Mm. she does and does not like, so. Well, just get ready for episode seven, uh, I think think it's seven, maybe eight, where the animators decided to paint over an entire Naruto fight scene. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome. Walt Disney. (laughs) It's honestly really cool. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I guess for positive reasons, the movie that I'll think about the most, probably Black Klansman. What about Yins? All of them. (laughs) Um, I have enough room in my white heart to think about all of them. (laughs) Well, as a lover of cinema, (laughs) you know, every movie you see has a space that you can return to it's like a hall a (laughs) long hall with many doors and every door you can walk to and open it up and appreciate that movie for what it was uh do the right thing probably has stuck with me the most Mm. um and i guess you wouldn't say dolomite because you watched that a week ago yeah i mean i think dolomite just feels like more of a movie that i mean how stella got her groove back and dolomite are kind of <laughs> not in the same category as the rest <laughs> of our movies I was gonna that we say, to that's a very bold statement what you're about to say <laughs> well they're different in that like they're not dramatic right inherently they're not dramatic and they're also not like 
necessarily about societal issues. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be. Right. That's what I, yeah, I'm not trying to say that they have to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the the movies that are about societal issues, I would say Love and Basketball might fit into the same category as Stella and Dolomite. You know what? One might, One Night in Miami might too. <laughs> Basically all the movies that Ethan did. <laughs> no, I was, I just think Do the Right Thing. I don't know. I've seen Black Klansman before. I would probably say if I saw this for the first time that Black Klansman, I mean, that movie always sticks with me, but mm-hmm. do the right thing as first time view, I think is going to stick with me. Mm. Oh, I have a different question instead of our usual, which movie was the most disappointing? Because there's only one answer uh, for that, and it's do the right thing. Um, what? How did you feel this season going out of your way to watch movies that you had not seen before to quiz me on? Because I feel like this is the first time you've done it, and I think the first time I've done it. Um, I think I might have done it before. Because the only other times mm-hmm. that we would have done it... I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> The first time you committed yourself to it. Well, that was a commitment. Um, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> well, you've never seen Star Wars before. <laughs> I had to watch that entire saga. Become a fanboy. <laughs> um, I, it felt like a little more work. Mm-hmm. For these movies, I think, personally, it was worth it. I think if we were to do this in a different season, it may not be worth it. Right. If we did it regularly, I don't think I could commit to it. No, no. This is going to be a rare thing. I say when a bunch of the movies coming up next season I haven't seen before. <laughs> no, it's just the one. Godzilla. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have to rewatch Dr. Strangelove, Citizen Kane... And I told you you don't have to watch Doctor Strangelove. You can switch I'm that do out it for because a you want to watch it, so I'll do it. You could do it's Maltese fine. Falcon instead. You can take Maltese Falcon. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> You're doing this now to punish me. You're turning this into a, your punishment that you want to inflict. Ethan, upon me. it's fine. I'm just gonna make a very hard quiz. <laughs> uh. Do yeah. we want to do characters that stick out, or would it be weird because we often put them in death battles, and I feel like that might not be appropriate for this no. season? I feel like there's not a lot of other questions to ask. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't really feel like there's a lot to recap. I feel like we've said everything that needs to be said when we record the episodes about these movies. Yeah, I don't really have any new thoughts. <laughs> we were, I think, pretty thorough this season. Yeah. Maybe we should just be more thorough. <laughs> less jokes get done business let's make this more like a podcast that just appreciates cinema Mm -hmm. let's just really talk about movies (laughs) there aren't enough podcasts where men really get to talk about their feelings about the silver screen (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that I feel like our, our podcast has been lacking has been really discussing scene composition um, 
you know, I have camera. talked about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's calling me out. Am I being a little cutthroat right now? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but we could talk about our next roundup of movies. We've already kind of talked about it. We're doing classic movies round two. Uh, starting off, of course, with Takara's feature debut as our guest, singular guest uh, host, where she'll be quizzing us on the classic black and white film, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the theme for next season is classic movies, too. Um, and then I'll be quizzing Ethan on Dr. Strangelove, Citizen Kane, The Lighthouse, Classic. It's again just black and white. A movie that is black and white. A streetcar named Desire and the best years of our lives. And I'll be quizzing Wes on three movies that are in black and white and two movies that are not. Uh, Those are Stalag 17, The Apartment, Rashomon, which I have not finished yet and need to do that, What's Up Doc, and The Sting. I feel like one of us should have watched this. Is it The Seventh Samurai? What's the black and white one? Seven Samurai. I've never seen Seven Samurai. It's also four hours long, which is the main reason I don't want to watch it. Same reason why I'm not quizzing you on Dr. Zhivago. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. At one point in my life, I will watch Seven Samurai. I don't know when that'll be, though. Which is why I'm doing a different Kurosawa movie. And our question will be, does the black and white make this movie boring? Which will be very interesting for the two movies that I'm doing, which are (laughs) not that. But again, I needed classic movies, and these are right on the edge of being that. Some upcoming season. Well, I just was going to say, but we didn't even say our our end. I didn't say bye. You said some, and I said body. Oh, I thought you said bye. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, let's cut it here. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, some upcoming seasons we have planned are sequels, movies that Ethan will be scared of. I'm really not looking forward to this season, not because of the movies that are, like, scary, but because of the ones that I picked. A lot of them are movies that I'm going to struggle writing questions about. <laughs> and then one of them abjectly sucks. Uh, then we'll have our holidays, and then far into the future, Ethan will pull a me with Star Wars and just do a full-on season of making me watch anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Folks, if you have any anime movies that you think Wesley should watch, let me know. I've seen a few of them, but anime movies are a lot harder to pin down than anime television shows. <laughs> And I'm saying right now, I think there's only going to be two movies. Look at these titles that I'll have any semblance of a guess. (laughs) And one of them I have options selected in a group of three, and it might be removed. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, you've been listening to another, well, probably our greatest season of the (laughs) game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. It's all downhill from here, but you know what that means. You get to put your hands in the air. (laughs) You get to say, woo!
Uh, the Ethan one. Let's just end it with that. Follow us on Twitter if we've seen it. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose and on Letterboxd at eGeese. And you can follow me at Baby Westwee on either platform. And remember, Ethan is better than me. And I'm now finally humble enough to admit it. Psych! (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) I had my fingers crossed, too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.